Welcome to episode 82 of the Barman and Bevo podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Michael Barman, live from South Georgia, or South Atlanta. Southside Barman. Southside Barman. I think that's what you're calling me. Min- minutes from uh, Dick Lane Velodrome. <laughs> and the, uh, and um, what is it, the Latoya Jackson <laughs> Nail Emporium. And, and- Hot Wings. <laughs> And Hopkins uh, check-in. I wonder how that one got started. Um, you know who I, who used to check in like that all the time was uh, the regular over at Ozio, Greg. Yes. Whenever he went to France, <laughs> he would check in with that one. Um, well, for all our listeners out there, you get a pleasant surprise, and then you get two episodes. Uh, we'll be we'll be running through episode eighty two. Um, not a lot of cycling talk there, but we'll start our first Stooges episode of the season. Um, we'll cover the first three stages of the Tour de France. Maybe talk about the rest of the week uh, and some of the storylines around around the race. Um, so tonight will be a little different. We'll uh, we'll skip cycling altogether. Um, unless you want to do like maybe a little bit of a preview for Stooges or the Tour de France. Well, for for the Barman, do we want to talk any cycling at all in episode eighty two? No, the only thing you put on is um, um, anything odd yet, and then about Richie Port, right? You, but but we could all do that on Stooges, I think. Okay, cool. So tonight tonight we'll start with F one. <laughs> 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 how, how, how often does that happen? Never, almost never, never. Well, usually um, F one comes right after cycling in our usual format. You know what's funny is it's I'm catching more of the F one just randomly, like flipping through the channels on Sunday afternoon, and like I've caught yes. like the end of the last three races. Oh, really? <laughs> just like no, like the 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 presentation of the trophy. Just oh. randomly come across the presentation. Wow. Uh, on uh, Fox. Are they on? Oh, no, they're, no, they're on, on ESPN. ESPN. And they're doing the yeah. Sky Sports coverage. I saw there was like, because uh, there was a big controversy with the ending, with the move that, um, is it? Verstappen. Verstappen made on the French driver. Leclerc for Ferrari. Yeah. I think he's, I don't think, I think he's from Monaco. So I don't think he identifies as French. Right. But yeah, he put a move. He put it, uh, well, Verstappen first stalled his vehicle at the start and ended up like seventh or eighth off, off the, from the gun. Right. Worked his way up and through throughout the race. And then with three laps to go, he kind of, he got the inside of Leclerc and ended up bump, they ended up bumping tires and they were afraid that they might, um, call a penalty like they had, uh, but it wasn't Lewis Hamilton. So there was no reason to call a penalty. Where's the next race? You didn't laugh at that one. I thought that was pretty funny. I'm trying to type, watch the tour, and listen to you at the same time. It's not working. I got to stop doing it. You're, you're, pre- you're pretty busy. Um, the next race is in um, the uh, the Great Great Britain Grand Prix, 
and that's in Silverstone. So it's nice. kind of like the home race. Yeah, yeah. Um, so most of the teams are based out of there. Hamilton, obviously, is still in first. Him and his teammates still in first and second, I guess. Yeah, pretty easily. He finished, like, fifth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at this point, are there going to be any surprises unless, like, he crashes out? Um, probably not. It seems like there's some tracks that Mercedes is really good at, and they happen to be the early part of the season. So there might be more chances for more cars throughout the year. Um, and I caught like his interview where they, they just like satisfied with fifth and just running an average day at that race. Well, there's talk that, uh, Hamilton decided he didn't want to be third on the podium. So he backed off. (laughs) Wow. You don't believe that one? Uh, if you're not first, you're last. And there's an old Lance um, Armstrong story. Uh, when he was really young, racing for Motorola in Italy, uh, he had uh, beaten Marino Argentine to the line. Okay. And as they were coming up to the line, Marino Argentine slammed on his brakes to not be on the podium with Lance Armstrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, anything else F1 we need to cover for now? No, Team Haas with those Renault engines are just awful. Yeah. Well, it seems like everybody's, like, really just playing catch-up with with, uh, Hamilton's team. Well, um, Ferrari's actually faster in a lot of situations. They just don't seem to be able to take advantage of it. Mm. Um, MLS. Or maybe Mercedes is just playing with them, huh? Who knows? I mean... All it takes is a couple good. You put a couple good races together, and you're right back in it. So, and there's, there's got to be what, like fifteen, twenty races left. Um, I don't think there's that many. The I think, well, they take a summer break, right? Oh, do in they? August. Yeah, they they take a summer break. How? And and, then, so that's and like then a month. They might have eight or ten races. Yeah, and then they have eight or ten races afterwards. Huh. So the whole season F1. might be like fifteen or twenty. I think the whole season might be 20 races okay. total, 18 or 20. Well, it's, you know, it's a new sport. Uh, I haven't caught much of the races, but I do catch the, catch the results. Flipping <laughs> uh, so through the channels. ML- well, gonna, you I know me. I hate, I hate ESPN. Um, well, you're not going to watch it as I absolutely have to. Uh, MLS. So a lot, a lot to talk here with Atlanta United. Uh, since our last recording, there have been four games, a blowout. Well, not really a blowout, a law, an unexpected loss to Toronto in Toronto. Um, and they were missing four starters due to gold cup games. We were missing really just Joseph Martinez, Barco, Villaba. It was an odd game. I, I told I texted you right before the game. I thought there was no way Toronto was going to win, and thank God I didn't put that on bet with Bevo. Nice. Um, and they played terrible. It just looked bad. Um, the couple days later, they got Montreal at home. They went two to one. Uh, I believe Merrim had two goals in that game and looked great. Uh, he's really played well the last week and a half. Um, filling in for a uh, horrible Pity Martinez. 
Well, he's not really filling in. He's showing. Well, some, somebody's got to show up out there and pity. Someone, well, someone's got to at least try. That's funny that I, I tagged you in that article today and you just happened to be reading it at the same time. I was, the, I was physically reading the article when the Twitter came up that Barman and Bebo podcast was. <clears throat> I, I started following. Um, it's Doug Robertson, right? Or Roberson? I think it's Deep Fried Soccer. Right. Well, but he writes for the AJC. Yeah, I think that's his his blog is Deep Fried Soccer, and that gets picked up by the AJC. He um, Does that sound right? He, he I, that sounds about right. I've I've been following him for a couple of weeks, and and randomly catch an article. I was catching an article here and there, but now I'm reading like all. Of a I really like the way he writes about the team, and you know he does a, he does a really good job with with giving a true sense of what's going on there. Yeah, it looks like the AJC bought Southern Fried Soccer from him. Or uses that as um, because I've been going to the AJC for his for the updates from him um, for a couple of years now because I have an AJ, AJC account, right? Um, for local news kind of stuff. What color jersey is Philippe? Ala Philippe blue? Is he quick step? Yes. The deuce, Nick. The deuce. The deuce. Okay. The win- the window guy. Yeah. Um. Beat Montreal. Like I said, Merrim had a pretty good game. Um, then what was it? Sun Wednesday night, they played Chicago. Yes. I think you, you were at track nationals. I was texting with you. Right. Um, oh, we might as well talk about that. How'd track nationals go? Uh, track nationals went really well. Um, Brock, uh, Mason, uh, first time to track nets and pursuit, uh, uh, play seventh place in the country. Wow. Good for him. Congrats. Yeah. And then Aaron uh, Young got a chance um, in the Kieran and uh, didn't necessarily have a great scratch race, but his Kieran went really well. Um, and he won his qualifying heat and then um, had some some gamesmanship going on in front of him uh, the last couple races, and he started fifth both times. And so um, uh, so ended up ninth overall in the country, which is a, a wow. good result. He raced really hard. and. And did a great job. He's worked very, very, very hard to get to where he is right now. And then I, I, I'm assuming I saw some pictures John Croom posted. Was He was there, right? Uh, John Croom was the three-time, <clears throat> three-time, uh, he defended his Kilo Championship for the second time. So this is his third. Oh, third congrats, win. John. Yeah. And I think he might have won by like one-tenth. Wow. Yeah, like 103.5 and change against 103.5 and more change. And I saw he's, it looks like he's going to the Pan Am games. He was selected for Team Pursuit for Pan Ams, I believe. Good for him, man. Well, well done, John. Yeah, and then uh, a lot of the Mission Devo ODP kids had some great racing. Awesome. Uh, a lot of medals won. Johnny Rhodes Delbridge got a national championship in the 13 to 14. Okay. So pretty good trip for you guys then. Yeah, it was a good. It was a, it was a positive trip. It was definitely worthwhile. Okay. Um and then we've got an event coming up at Dick Lane in a couple in a month, right? In August is our Velodrome Cup, yes. Okay. Uh and spin the district as well in September. Uh yes, track race uh September 19th, I believe, with a rain date of the 20th, and then the Union City Grand Prix, where Bevo comes out and represents 
On the 100 miler? 10 miler. The 10 miler? <laughs> 100 miler. I got football that day. I don't have a hundred. I don't have a hundred miles in these legs over three days, let alone one. Nice. Uh, I'll come out do either the twenty or the forty-five. Cool. I think um, if I can shed some pounds and talk Conley into doing it with me, I don't think Joe's gonna make it this year. He's got a his knees giving him some fits right now. So oh shoot, that stinks. He's got like really bad tendonitis. Oh wow, his knee. So. Um, all right, so back back on to Atlanta United. Wednesday night, Chicago. Two minutes in, Chicago scores. Five minutes in, Chicago scores again. Ten minutes in, LGP takes a red card on kind of an iffy call. Uh, he gets ejected. Three, three nothing, ten minutes in. Finals 5-1. He didn't have his hand around anyone's neck, right? Uh, it wasn't like Mexico, U.S. last night. We'll, we'll get to that oh, shortly. Because that's not a red card, right? Apparently, the ref didn't have line of sight. Did you see the picture of the ref staring at what was going on? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's just mad because Trump wants to build a wall and keep him out. Man. I, I mean, the first half, the official did a fantastic job, I thought. And then he well, just lost it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of we'll get oh, to the game. Cause, the game. Yeah, we'll talk about it because, you know me, I've got opinions. Well, that's your home team. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sunday was an odd game. So, Barman and I in attendance. Um, Barman got there like maybe not even five minutes into the game. Did a tremendous job. Uh, I was in the stadium. I, right. I was outside the stadium when she was singing the national anthem. But I did stop for a bag of popcorn because I hadn't had anything to eat yet. Because there was nothing open in LAX. Yeah. Before uh, five o'clock. Yeah. Or the old, though, actually, the only thing that was open was Starbucks, and that was 30 people in line. Yeah. And I wasn't doing it. Uh, so, interesting game. Uh, if I remember correctly, Merrim got the first game, first goal um, on a great, uh, he actually pitied the only play he made of the game. Uh, made a great pass to Merrim. Merrim shoots and scores. Then, oddly, Atlanta United gives up two goals. Um, and it, it, there was like a lull late in the first half into the second half. Um, they take pity out 63 minutes in. 62 minutes too long? Yeah. Uh, well, now probably about 25 minutes too long. Once, he, made, was, once he makes so, a play, he's done. He's useless. So may, maybe Crab can help me with this. But as a coach, if I put a player in and then took him out after one minute... Would that send a would that send a message? No, I think the bigger message is don't even dress them. Oh, or you could do you could do the um, you could do the Hoosiers. Uh, those are my ten players on the field, and that's what who that's <laughs> those are my players, and that's who we're going with. Well, okay, coach, we'll go ahead. I don't know if you saw that what happened with Andrew Carlton a couple weeks ago. He lost his passport. Well, he didn't lose it. He didn't bring it with him to go to Toronto. Well, I think I think he lost it, but yeah, he didn't. He didn't have his I passport. Think, I don't think an MLS player has any problem if he has a lost passport getting one in a couple of days. Well, no, he showed up to the airport without his passport. That's what made left me to believe that he had that he had forgotten it. Right. That's what I thought the story said was that he forgot. Well, it. regardless, so he showed regardless, up. He didn't, didn't have, have a passport. 
So, but it's just Canada, right? Remember the old days when you could drive from Buffalo to Toronto on a driver's license? I remember when they, I could walk across the border with just a driver's license, which without I have done. Mountie, without a Mountie coming up to you and asking you what's going on? Hey, you want a donut, eh? Hey, park's closed, eh? <laughs> um, well, so what, what did Frank DeBoer do to him? He sent him down to the Atlanta United 2. Ouch. And he told the coach, let him warm up and then don't dress him. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. The, uh, Roberson wrote you know, about you know it. It was a great. Reminds me of the dirtiness of when you let an employee work a whole shift in the restaurant, and then you fire him at the end of the night after they after they worked all shift. I could never do that. I've I've never done it. I've seen it done. I've been part of management teams that have done it, but I have I cannot. I I would rather run without that person than to terminate someone after they worked a shift, knowing that they were terminated before we started. Um, and then I think he called him back up and didn't dress him for another game. So he, you know, he, he was teaching him about being a professional and, you know, the stuff, the stuff you need to do. I, I fully expect Pity Martinez, uh, A, will not dress as soon as Barco's healthy. And B, Won't dress? Or will not play. He'll be on the bench. And he'll um, just sub in if, if the energy's low or. I don't know how the energy is going to get any better with him coming into the game. I don't well, think he actually did pretty well subbing in those two times. I remember him coming in, right? He had a bunch of energy and really wanted to prove a point. That's well, what I remember. He better start doing something. But I mean, really pity should be dead after he kicked Breck Shea's <laughs> from, from being bold. So every day is really a gift for pity Martinez. Um, they sub him out for, they bring in Vasquez who, I'm really starting to like this kid. Um, they they actually traded Romario Williams away back to Columbus um, because of the way Vasquez has been playing over the last couple weeks. Um, and, and basically, uh, Romario Williams was just expendable at that point. Um, then Joseph scores the second goal for Atlanta United on a I think he just got he got open somebody made a great pass to him he got open he scored then in extra time he scores on a header that I couldn't see that it went in I saw it go off the crossbar and then I couldn't tell what was going on and then all the the sirens oh, I saw it laying behind the line I couldn't from where I was standing I, I couldn't see over the, the the railing to see it touch behind the line I just saw it go straight oh. down no I saw I saw it hit behind the about it because you see that little black cloud is a little pebbles that are in the astroturf right that was well behind the line well you were probably watching it on the screen no i i thought i could look at i remember seeing that one then looked up and saw the screen for the replay um not because we were still celebrating and watching the replay when they score when yeah not not two minutes later new york comes back and scores that was 30 seconds i think officially it was like it ended up being two minutes with all the stoppage time so I don't know. That was weird. It, it was an extra time. It doesn't matter. Um, what an amazing pass that was, though, from the Red Bull. I watched the replay because I didn't. I really didn't see anything going on except for the ball going past Guzan and Guzan being like, "What the hell?" Uh, defense was a little sloppy in that game. Well, um, without Gonzalez Perez because he plays so much, I just don't think <clears throat> it's hard for them to get together defensively. And Parkhurst was out of position all the time. 
Well, not only that, but you had Pogba, who started the game, 15 minutes in, gets hurt, and leaves oh, the game. That's true. They were down one sub. Uh, so they had to sub in somebody for him, and they brought in Lorenowitz, but he played more of a central midfield position. Um, and then I didn't see this until today. The game ends oddly. The ref just blows the whistle dead. And I guess just prior to that, Lorenowitz just threw a guy to the ground. One of the Red Bulls? Yeah. Was it Lawrence? Uh, it was a white guy. Oh. There was, he was in, he was in, I'll have to pull the, I saw it on Twitter this afternoon. I'll have to pull the, 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 the GIF I saw or the video. Um, but he's, he's nose to nose with one of our guys. I want to say it was Parkhurst or Mikey Ambrose. And Lorena was right there. And he said, the guy says something to Ambrose and Lorena didn't like what he said. And he just grabs him by the neck and threw him to the ground. Well, that's what you're supposed to do when you have smaller teammates, right? Typically, you don't see that in soccer because they're a bunch no. of pussies. But well, the Red Bulls. This is a rivalry. Yeah. No. I mean, I hate those guys. The, I hate everyone. Rojas was so upset he gave up that goal. He went and got the ball first before before, before Martinez could get could get it. Um, Wednesday, U.S. Open Cup against St. Louis at Kennesaw State. Uh, from what I read, there's still plenty of seats available. I, I'm not, I can't go. I'm going to Nashville Wednesday night. I'll probably listen to the game on the radio while I'm on my way up there. Um, Sunday in Seattle, next Wednesday against Houston. Um, and I think we've got, still got a bunch of matches left. I just saw the move Philippe made, I think. Over the hill. Mm-hmm. At the top of the climb. Yep. Yep. Um, lots of games coming up. It seems like they got two a week for the next four or five weeks. Um, plus, if they win in the Open Cup, they get, a, you know, there's another game. Um, oh, this is the semifinals, right? I think it's quarters. Oh, I think it's semis. There's eight teams left. There's four games tomorrow. Or Wednesday. Okay, right. Um, so that. I would assume that's quarters. Uh, and then we signed Emerson Hinman on loan from AFC Bournemouth. He's available to play, I think, starting tomorrow he's available. And if, if, if they do well, they can buy out his contract and bring him on full time. Uh, that's, that's negotiated already? Yeah. Uh, and I think they still have like one or two open spots to sign players. Wow, they've they've made. There's been a lot of like roster movement on the back on the back end. Like the kid they drafted in the super draft, they've released him already. Wow. Um, I guess he just didn't fit in well with what was going, or didn't maybe didn't want to play in the uh, the USL with the the two teams. So, um, anything else, Atlanta United, we need to talk about? Well, I think that covers everything, right? Yeah, I mean, there's been so much going on with the team. Barco should be back by the end of next week. Um, I think Villiaba might be back by the end of next week. Um, I think Lorenzo is probably going to have to sus- serve a suspension. I think he got a red card yesterday after in that in that. Maybe they'll rescind that one. <laughs> I doubt it. 
They should have <laughs> rescinded the LGP one. That was a weird one. But um, all right, women's World Cup. I know you probably you probably saw the highlights. Um, or no, you were watching, I, I, you were watching I, I, on the plane. I, I watched the whole game. Yeah, you were watching on the plane. I forgot. Yeah. Um, I'll run through the the overall maybe the last two games. So um, USA beats England two to one uh, in the quarterfinal or the the semifinal game quarterfinal. Um, Netherlands beats uh, Sweden in, in extra time, one nothing. So we get we get Sweden, uh, Sweden, England for third, and uh, U.S. Netherlands for the cup. Penalty called in the sixty first minute uh, in the box it was a high kick to the shoulder to the arm of uh, Alex Morgan. Rapinoe takes the penalty kick, win, uh, scores, and then Rose Lavelle probably scored. Maybe one of the best goals I've ever seen. Uh, maybe that was very good. 10, 15 minutes later, just opened down the middle, took a touch to the right, and just put it in the lower right hand corner. Um, the U.S. ends up winning 2 0. Um, it was supposed to be the start of a great day for USA soccer. Um, you have in here celebrations. Are you still talking about uh, Thailand or something else? No. Did, did you see any of the celebrations? I saw Rapino on a bar somewhere in France spraying champagne. <laughs> I, was well, at the, I was at the game all day, so I didn't get to see any of the footage, much of the footage, the, only what they were showing at the stadium. Uh, I didn't. I was actually trying to get to Mercedes Benz, right? Um, as the game as the game ended, so I didn't see any of it. I guess the flag fell on the ground, and uh, one of the somebody had to come run over and grab it and pick it back up. Oh, there was stuff. a point where there Kelly O'Hara, and I can't remember who the other two players were. They had a flag wrapped around them, and Kelly O'Hara accidentally dropped her corner. Um, I'm sure Trump said something negative about it. I think Trump actually congratulated. The he did. He was he, for the first time ever. He was probably the bigger person. <laughs> um, I did look last night, and he did congratulate the team for winning. Um, but he did not invite them to the White House for McDonald's cheeseburgers and Wendy's chicken nuggets. Um, so I, I told you yesterday when I saw you, I've, we've been talking about this equal pay thing for a couple months now. Um, the one thing I, I heard, the I think I heard the weird stat, but I'm not 100% sure if it was the one you were, were trying to spit out, but the women are actually more profitable than the men. As an organization. As an organization. Without, yeah, without TV rights and such. Well, I think they, their games are all broadcast. Yeah, but nothing compares to the FIFA money for World Cup. Oh, well, the, the, the money that the... They just upped the, the payout yes. for the, the winning team to like $30 million. Yes, or thirty or forty. I can't. I think it was. Well, the whole pool went from like two hundred million to two forty. I think the women's pool is only thirty-eight million. Yeah, and the men's pool is like two something. Two hundred. Yeah, two hundred from two hundred to two fifty. Yeah. For uh, well, guitar. listen, I, I'm not saying that the World Cup winner should get the same amount of money, men and women, but I do find it hard to believe that the men who played in the Gold Cup made more than the women who played in the World Cup. 
from their federation. Yes. So uh, I agree with that. As Americans, we should be paying the women the same as yes. we pay American men to compete equally. Where it gets confusing is, is are they asking for equal pay across borders and that with TV money being split equally between men and women? No, I, I don't. I think they're just asking for equal treatment within the federation. Within the federation, yeah. So I think well, it gets confusing because it, yeah. that no one it isn't always clear what the what they're asking equal pay about for. I think a lot of what they're what people's knock is is well, you know, obviously the men's World Cup generates more revenue than the women's World Cup. Yes, but Therefore, the men, the U.S. men's World Cup team generated zero dollars last year. And they were very good at doing that. And they say, and they play some of the same people. Well, no, they didn't play any games in the World Cup, so it generated zero dollars. Trying to get to the World Cup, they still the people that didn't qualify for the World Cup are still playing games. So the other thing that it comes down to is when either one of those teams plays in the World Cup, they are paid by the federation. They're not paid by FIFA. Right, because FIFA already cut their check. Right. Um, the TV rights. Now, the one thing I realized after I heard that stat that the women's program is more profitable, well, it would have to be considering they're not making as much money. Possibly. And if you look at last night's game in Chicago, the crowd was 90% Mexican. <laughs> 90% in Chicago at the Gold Cup final, final USA-Mexico is Mexican. How did dishes get washed in Chicago that night? I have no idea. <laughs> I guess all the El Salvadorians were working. Did everyone have to go to um, what's the Chinese restaurant from um, from Ralphie the Christmas Story? <laughs> did everyone, First of all, that is that. Oh, that is Chicago. It's filmed in Cleveland. It's in, it takes place in Chicago, though. Technically, yes. So, do they have to go there because there's no tacos? No, no tacos at Gold Cup final. No one eats tacos on Sunday. Everyone <laughs> eats tacos on Tuesday. You know, everyone knows that. Um, as good as they think they are. Are you, are are you, you asking me? Are you, are you asking me? Are the women as good as they think they are? Right. That's the question. They just won their fourth World Cup and they're like second in a row. Yeah, I think there's a drop off at the next World Cup because I don't think we see a lot of these faces back. We don't have young and up and comers coming. No, well, you've got Rose Lavelle and Mallory Pugh are young. Alex Morgan might play in the next one. Um, Megan Rapinoe, if she does, she'll be 37. Um, Carly Lloyd's not coming back. I don't think uh, Julie Ertz is coming back. Um, I, I honestly feel like four or five of those starters are done. I mean, they are deep, though. I mean, they could they could start twenty two different people, and it wouldn't make a difference. Or it wouldn't would make still a, be it wouldn't make it wouldn't make a huge difference. Would they still be Thailand? Barman, we could put together a team to beat Thailand. <laughs> did you did you see the stat where the team that held out the longest for the first goal? was actually Thailand until the championship game against the Netherlands. What do you mean? The amount of time for the first goal to be scored in the game, Thailand actually lasted the longest. 
Oh. Besides. Oh, really? Yes. They lost one game, one nothing. It had to be to Chile. But they scored in the first, like, three minutes. Oh, and then they didn't let a goal in the rest of the game. Right. <laughs> so Thailand actually defended, defended, defended as long as uh, everyone but the Netherlands in the, in, in the first part of the game. That can't be true because the U.S. didn't allow a goal in any of their any of their games. No, they did. the U.S. didn't score a goal until like thirty minutes in, ah. twenty seven minutes in. They scored thirteen, but they didn't. Gotcha. This <laughs> is such a weird stat. Yes, <laughs> that's what you get when you're flying on a plane from Los Angeles. Yeah. To uh, and I was actually waiting for the game to start, and we were already in the air for an hour. Yeah, it was. I thought the game was at like 12 and then like the night before I'm like it starts at 11 oh my god so I've got I'm like I gotta leave for Mercedes Benz at 10 a.m. nice yeah Uh, all right gold cup I didn't put a lot of notes here because I figured we'd talk about this the longest um so going into last night's game you had USA Jamaica uh USA wins three to one I thought the U.S. looked really great in that game they scored 10 minutes in then they had a uh, 20 15 or 20 minutes in, they had an hour and a half weather delay. Um, I actually went to bed and watched the rest of the game the next morning. Um, Mexico beat Haiti on a one, one nothing, maybe on a penalty shot late. I think so late in the game. Too. It was kind of a crap call. Yes. Haiti was, Haiti went from, I want to say eight years ago, they were like ranked 130th or 140th in the world to, in the uh, semifinals of the, the Gold Cup. Uh, so good for them. That's amazing. Um, yes. Unfortunately, you know, the refs didn't help them much. Um, last night you got Mexico-USA in Chicago. Like I said, 90, the, the, our buddy Stu was saying 90% of the crowd was Mexican. Um, the first 25 minutes, I thought USA played excellent. They did. I um, mean, they, they created like three opportunities. They couldn't finish on anything. Uh, Joe Altador <laughs> had a horrible, uh, that was one of the worst misses I've ever seen. Why didn't he just go up or left? I'm Why so didn't confused. he go, yeah, or, or just left in general? He, he probably he could right. have shot it directly at his head as hard as he could, and it would have gone in. Yes. Um, I, I want to say Pulisic had a chance, and so did um, Areola. Yes. As well. Um, so I've been claiming for months and months that I'm no longer a USA fan and that I'm a, Me- a Mexico fan. And Barman. Uh, El Tree. El Tree was what you were calling them. That, Your well, home that's, team. that's their nickname. Um, with, with coach goes country. <laughs> <laughs> My coach <laughs> coaches Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was all excited to root for Mexico last night, and I just couldn't do it. I, I, I couldn't. I, I've been watching the U.S. play every game, and I hate myself for for switching back. But You really I, couldn't root for Mexico against the U.S., could you? Well, it was getting, you know, I thought, with, based on the first 25 minutes, I thought the U.S. had a chance to win that game. <laughs> well, they did. I, they played well enough to win that game. Um, and then, you know, things happened. Uh, the ref lost control of the game. Michael Bradley reared his ugly head and did absolutely nothing on the field. Except he's awful. 
He he was in person. He's doing his best Pity Martinez impersonation out there. Um, well, all we needed him to do was to do one of those miraculous little drop in things that he does. I I for... I don't know why anyone hasn't called him out for just floating around and not covering anyone. I don't get it. Is that how? Is it? Is that what he's supposed to do? Is that no. how he's supposed to? That's as a defensive midfielder. Your job is to pick up <laughs> one of the other midfielders attacking instead of floating around and letting guys just move around all around you. That goal was his fault. Yes. He didn't cover somebody. That person got loose, crossed it to the middle, and they scored. And they almost scored five minutes before that, and they almost scored five minutes before that because of him. Yes. And as I, as I said to you this afternoon, and as I read on Twitter earlier, I don't know how Darlington Nagby isn't a better option than Michael Bradley. He's got to be. And he doesn't have any residue. I don't know how... There's got to be somebody better. I don't know who's... There has to be. Krabby, tell your kids to cover theirs. I don't know whose dick he's sucking to get in that lineup. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's awful. Is that the deal so Bob Bradley doesn't get the coaching job? <laughs> oh, God. Barman, please don't no. say things like that. <laughs> That might, be, that, might be the, that might be the death of me. With that was, his, the, deal. That was the deal with the devil? His, his assistant, Bruce Arena, and his father, <laughs> his two assistants. Well, you know, Bob Bradley shows so much emotion on the sidelines, it's hard to, it's hard to contain the excitement the, as the team's playing. The, uh, what, what, are the, what are the ambulance chaser lawyers called? The, uh, Morgan and Morgan? <laughs> no, it'll be Bradley Arena and Bradley. <laughs> oh god i would mike I'm, i might go up to buffalo and jump over the falls if that happens it, that would just be I, I wouldn't know what to, i would have to stop watching soccer altogether well it seems like uh burke Holter has a pretty good hold on it, i, except for the I think he's doing an okay job other than that somebody's somebody's telling him he has to play michael bradley I, I, it's got to be right. It's got to be some deal with the MLS or something. It's it's the same. How did Pity Martinez make the All Star team? That's ridiculous. Who votes for that? Oh, uh, I saw Atlanta United put out a oh vote for Pity Martinez, and all the responses are based on what? <laughs> I, I I don't understand how anyone can vote for him. He has. Four goals in 22 games? No, he has two goals in 22 games. Two goals in 20 games? He has two goals. And one of them was a penalty kick, and he has four assists. But he missed the penalty kick we needed. He's one for two on the penalty kick, and that's because Joseph wasn't playing. Or Barco. He can't can't put a corner kick anywhere near the goal. No. His free kicks are awful. Our set pieces are awful. All of the United set pieces are awful. Yeah. They they don't put the fear into anyone. No, that's why that's why the players get beat up. Um, anything else? For, oh, we didn't talk about any of the shenanigans that went on in the second half with Gordado choking out uh, McKenney. That was a red card. I'm sorry. There was there should they should have been Actually, playing both Mexicans. The Mexican that was on top of Altador. That's at least a yellow. That's at least a yellow, if not a red. And then the choking guy. And I understand you can't give two red cards to, to a team. 
Um, you can if they've already got one and the other team's got one. Right. But that was – I can't believe Altidore just didn't do a push-up and get that guy off. Or or throw an elbow. I, I, I'm, I'm totally confused about what was going on. You would think a guy like Altidore can protect yes. himself out there. Yes. I mean, he is going to play for the linebacker for the Jets next season. It'd be an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> of course, being coached by Adam Gase or, and, uh, and uh, Greg Williams, his father-in-law? I don't know. How does that work? Is Greg, Greg okay, Williams, Adam is Adam Gates' is, father-in-law? Okay, so Greg Williams is the defensive coordinator for the Jets now. Okay. Right? What Adam team hasn't he been the defensive coordinator for? Right. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be the head coach of the Browns right now. We'd be going to the Super Bowl. Um, we'll, get to, we'll get to bet with Bevo in a little while. <laughs> I saw that. Um, <laughs> so who's the gentleman in New Orleans that testified to Goodell against him? Was it one of the players or was it one of the coaches? No, it was one of the coaches. Oh, I, I, I forget that coach's I, I, name. I couldn't. Mickey Loomis was the general manager, and there's another coach there. Well, that coach is is that coach is actually Adam Gase's offensive coordinator. Oh, and okay. Craig Williams is the defensive coordinator. Oh God. <laughs> I mean this this time like nothing beats Buddy Ryan getting into a fist fight. On the on the on the on the sidelines of the Houston Oilers, Bum Phillips was the head coach, right? Yeah. Buddy Ryan was the defensive co- coordinator, and he put he was trying to punch someone as the players. Were the offensive coordinator. If you haven't seen that one, it's almost as good as the uh, some of the best fights in history: Robbie Ventura versus um, Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan, and um, Pedro Martinez versus Don Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I was at my 10-year college reunion when that happened. I was that dying. That was awful. Pedro <laughs> Martinez didn't know what to do, but Don just kept coming at him. <laughs> um, Copa America? There was a lot of soccer going on over the last three weeks. Yeah, I didn't catch much of the Copa games. Um, well, I live with two South Americans, so... I know, I know you know more about this subject than I do. I, I, I was watching two and three. There was rarely a day where I didn't watch soccer over the last three weeks. I was watching t- most days two games, some days three. I, I caught parts of I think four not, on Sunday. Did they made it to the quarters? No, they made it to the round of 16 and lost to, Oh. I think they lost to Argentina one nothing. So Joseph, Joseph played in like four. He didn't even play in four games. But Venezuela played four games. Um, I'll just uh, Argentina and Chile lose in the the semis. Brazil plays Peru, wins two nothing. Uh, I think the tournament was in Brazil, so they won uh, the Copa America at home. Uh, some other news and notes around the world of soccer: Rafa Benitez, former coach of Newcastle, not even a week later, signs with a club in China. I don't know which one it is, but. I saw he's already in China coaching a team. Why is he got to go all the way to China? Uh, money. It was a good. It was. It was like a three or four year deal, and it was like a, a fair amount of money. Did they make a song for him? <laughs> They're gonna. They'll just translate the song over to, to, to Chinese. <laughs> uh, and then I saw. I think yesterday or today, Chelsea hired former player Frank Lampard as their head coach. 
Um, which, you know, Chelsea's Chelsea. They're a big club. They'll do well. So Christian Pulisic will be playing for Frank Lampard. Well, we really don't want Pulisic to play all that much. We want him to save his hamstrings for the national team. <laughs> as long as Bradley's not on the team, I'm fine with that. Ugh. I don't think – I really don't – look, he, I thought he played great in that tournament. I thought he played really well. Pulisic? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. That's, he actually put Spear into the Mexican defenders. He's the only one. I well no McKenny was I mean I was McKenny started to look good towards the end of that tournament. Yeah. He got the captain. He got the captain armband last night. Yes. He didn't have his best got, game last night, but the two or three before that were excellent. And then he got choked out. <laughs> then he got choked out. Um, I just want to go through a couple of NHL stories because free agency started. Um, Penguins trade Phil Kessel to Arizona. I'm very sad about that. Phil was one of my favorite players. Um, it was a good trade for the Penguins, though. They got they got good return for him. And I'd rather them trade Phil Kessel than Sidney Crosby or Evgeny Malkin or Chris Letang. Um, P.K. Subban to, got traded in New Jersey. Um, and it looks like like a lot of salary cap casualties this year uh, from, from the way trades were going down at the draft all the way up until a couple days before free agency. And then some of the, some of the contracts were just ridiculous. Just people getting $4 million a year that are like 30-point players. Yeah, but teams, the NHL, like the NBA, has to spend a certain amount per season. They, you can't jump all the way down and save money. No, there is a basement, but the teams that were giving those contracts away were nowhere near the basement. One of them being the Penguins, who are strapped, and they're given a third or a fourth line guy, three and a half, four million dollars. Well, I mean, that doesn't, that, that's not even the minimum as the NBA. Oh, I mean, the, 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 the NBA contracts were ridiculous. Well, guys making $30 million a year. That's, that's, that's just stupid. I think, uh, I think it's up to 40 now. Yeah. Some, somebody got to 40, I want to say 37 or 40, 41. I think I saw somebody was getting, well, I think because Kawhi Leonard didn't do a sign and trade, he just signed as a free agent. He lost out on a bunch of money. Right. Um, but he'll make it up in endorsements being in Southern California kind of deal. But, um, yeah, I think I think um, uh, maybe Durant – no, they didn't do a sign-and-trade for Durant either. Durant took less money. Yes. I want to say he took about 31 a year to go to New Jersey, which was a shock as well. Everybody well, thought, they, uh, everybody thought the, Durant was the, going to the it's, Knicks. It's the, it's the Brooklyn Nets. It's not the Whatever. New Jersey Devils. It's, it's, it's the, the New Jersey Nets. It's like the Winnipeg Jets will always be the Atlanta Thrashers. Can we get them back? <laughs> and who's San Diego? The San Diego Chargers are not the LA Chargers. The San Diego Chargers. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, again, you know the um, the Velodrome is where the LA Galaxy and the and the Chargers play. And when you're in that part of Los Angeles, the southern part in Carson, um, it's all well, it's all Raiders. It's, really? Oh, everybody that has any sort of football stuff on ha- is wearing Raiders stuff. Wow! And if you want a scary experience, go to the go to the Walmart in 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 Carson on like a Tuesday night at about eight o'clock. Why? It's pretty crazy. The black hole. It's, 
I should have gone to Target. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, yeah, so and I, even following the NBA free agency stuff, that was that was kind of crazy as well. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know the the whole thing that kind of set this up was the fact that remember the ten year contracts that we were talking about with the NHL is not allowing teams to sign ten year contracts any longer because right. they're killing their franchises. And so I actually think this is better for the NBA and the someday the NHL. Well, you know the one the one thing that I like about it is it like the the power shifts all over the place quicker. Yes. You know, well, so and, and like the NFL, where you you really feel like your team has a chance to make the playoffs each year. Well, you've got like um, a like the, it feels like in the NFL you've got like a three or four year window, right? Like you can make the playoffs for three or four years in a row. Then you might have a year or two where you step back. You know, like the I think the Falcons are almost like a perfect example of this. They're they're almost always in contention. Yeah, they had an off year last year, but God, they I mean, they, they, they were they, still. Seven and nine, were they? Yeah, but and they were right there. Yeah, I mean they're not that far off. I mean, they're. they're but unfortunately, what I think what the Falcons run into is is when you have such high priced pieces on the on the offensive side. If you have a poor draft here or there on the defensive side, it really messes with you. Yeah, you know you you those top three picks defensively, uh, each draft really need to pan out, or you're you're in deep trouble. Like the, well, they just didn't have the defensive depth that they thought they had. Uh, so MLB all-star game going on tonight or home run derby going on. And I caught a little bit before, before we came over. Boy, is Does the a- winner really get a million dollars? I have no idea. I think they do. Uh, it was the first time I watched it without Chris Berman doing it. And boy, was it much better. <laughs> do you think they do it like world series of poker style where they like bring the million dollars out and put it on the table? Um, I bet you they well, did. they did. They changed it. It's now head to head. Uh, eight eight players. Yeah, and so they pair them off, and the then they 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 bracket them in. They kind of do wing challenge, wing wing challenge style. Their 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 matrix isn't near as complicated as ours. Um, and then one of the a relief pitcher, or was he a starter for the Angels? Passed away last week. Just like I guess the odd. starter. I didn't read the story. He's um, relatively young. I, I, know too. Like can, I, know I know they canceled the game. Yeah. That that day or the next day. Yeah. Twenty seven years old. Shame. Apparently, he's just great guy too. You know. Yeah. One of those odd things. So, none of us know how many days we have on this planet. Yeah. No. I mean, it's such a sad story. Um. Did you catch, I doubt you did because you were in L.A., you didn't catch the season finale of Civil War Gold, did you? No, I wasted that hour of my life watching one episode when I shouldn't have. <laughs> Can I tell you what happened? Because it's yes, absolutely, please. it is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Tell me these notes are not correct. So, they're correct. But there's a twist. So they go to Marty and say, hey, we found these. We, they look like gold bars on the bottom of the, the lake. But we're at the end of the season and the weather's bad. Can we bring in John Chatterton? And his team? <laughs> so they bring Chatterton in. They go down and dive and the weather's horrible, but the visibility's decent on the bottom of the lake. 
and they can't they can't find them. They're like looking in the wrong area. So they the weather calms down. They go back out the next day. They find them, and and Chatterton's like, "We've got gold bars. Send down the metal detector." What? So you know what's his name's brother is also a diver. So they send him down with the metal detector. He puts the metal detector over the gold bars and gets nothing. They're like, well, maybe something's wrong with the metal detector. So Chatterton throws his knife on the bottom of the floor. It, it pings the, the, metal, the metal detector, goes off. He puts it back on the gold bar. Nothing. They, they still can't pick it up because they don't have the right, they don't have the right um, permits. Permits. The brother comes up and goes, it looks like it's a brick painted gold. Was it? Yep. What are they doing at the bottom of Lake Michigan? Somebody's trying to. I think that they planted the. I think they planted them. To be honest, that's my opinion. And so there are there are several bricks painted gold on the bottom of the lake, and they they have not been there very. They planted, no, they they. I they can't have not been there very long. Oh really? Well, the paint would have rubbed off. Did you did you paint them and put them down there? I have never been to the state of Michigan in the last twenty years. You couldn't come from the Milwaukee side. I've only been to Milwaukee once in the last three years. <laughs> Where were you on the night of? It was not me. So you're not kidding. I'm not making this up. They think somebody's trying to throw them off the scent. <laughs> they think they're close to finding them, and somebody's screwing with them. I don't mean to be mean, but are these two doofuses or these group of doofuses not some of the most silly stuff? The, this this is like I watch um, uh, Gold Rush, right? And the Hoffman family is just a bunch of stooges, and they just <laughs> and this is just the same thing, right? Mike, it took them fifteen episodes. Why weren't they diving on the the bottom of the lake all summer? They waited till the fall. The fall. They went to Virginia, to, and they metal detected the where they think Booth, Booth's last stand was. It just—it's so screwy. I'm it's hooked. Bizarre. I'm hooked. I'm hooked, though. I love it. You're hooked. Uh shot an eighty-eight last weekend. Nice. Where at? Uh, Echelon, tough course. I'm not gonna say anything about putt putt. <laughs> yeah, Anunziata just. <laughs> I think he's surprised. Surprised that you're good at golf? Yes. Or surprised you're good at anything? I'm good at everything. <laughs> I was trying to bait that one. <laughs> I'm good at everything. <laughs> well, you know this calls for the Newsyada uh, I'm in. golf challenge. I, I, I'm in. Where should we play? Um, uh, Bobby Jones just got redone, right? He, I know Chris plays there quite a bit. That's like perfect for me, too, because it's wide open. Even if you're, I don't think it is anymore. Just, you're still in play. It's still in play. The the uh, uh, Justin Chef Justin and I with the honey we uh, pine the um, um, uh, the shuffle the old kick kick wedge. Winter rules. Winter rules. Winter rules. <laughs> Pick your ball up and move it five feet. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think I'm gonna play a little bit more golf this summer. Um, I may try and play again next weekend. Uh, depending on if my boss has room for me on his on his uh, foursome, uh, you better make your sales numbers this week. 
Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm I'm in great shape for the year. Uh, I I closed twenty grand worth of business today. <laughs> well, can you play like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday sometime? Um, I probably like if, we went, if we went early. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, I I can. You just, can still get to work by like twelve or one o'clock, right? I thought I'm not gonna waste my time. I'll just take the whole day. <laughs> No need for Bevo to go out, hit some golf balls, get all sweaty, go home, shower, and then go to work. You don't have a shower at your office? No, I don't. Oh. I, I don't work at a bike shop. <laughs> You're not that lucky. I'm not that lucky. Uh, the t-shirt. Bet with Barman. So I went on Bookmaker, the site I use, and I could not bet on anything Tour de France related. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't have. They, I I would have figured you could bet on the stages, right? Um, but there, there was nothing, so I don't know that. I'm hoping you took that Alejandro Valverde bet before the tour started. No, I took it actually today. Oh, okay. Uh, so Barman likes Valverde to finish just finish top ten. Uh, yep. Plus one seventy five, so ten bucks pays seventeen fifty. Yep. That's uh, what I took. Solid bet. I like it. Um, get a real betting site. Screw you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get on uh, Fun Forty Four or whatever it's called. Well, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on Bovado, and they actually have. Um, uh, they had about ten or twelve of like um, uh, growing growing wagon beating Sagan for like minus one or one eighty five for like the green jersey. No, just for the stage. Like oh, they wow. have like twelve different twelve different scenarios where like uh, he got, uh, Enrico Mas uh, beats um, beats Bernal in stage four. So they have a whole bunch of stage four just betting. They had green jersey betting. They had um, they had uh, top ten betting and all that kind of stuff. They still won't let me short Richie Port. <laughs> There's got to be somebody out there has to have a future bet on. Like, will Richie Port finish today's stage? And they didn't give me my $10 back for... Um, oh, no. For Demoulin not starting. Really? Yeah, should I send him an email? That's odd. It's like if you bet on a race on a horse race and he doesn't... He doesn't start. start. Yeah, that's, you should get that back. That's right. weird. Maybe um, in international rules. So, I, I, I couldn't... I looked at the soccer games... Um, I actually, there's some, some good soccer futures. I was thinking if I can get a parlay together and just pick the, uh, the German league winner, the Italian league winner and the Spanish league winner and parlay those three together. I might do that because it's Juventus isn't going to lose. Uh, Bayern Munich's not going to lose. And the only hard one would be Barcelona, whether Barcelona loses to Real or, uh, Atletico Madrid, but I could, if I could potentially parlay those three together, that looks really nice. Well, is it, what is his name? Uh, coaching Real Madrid again? Uh, the French guy, yeah. I, I, the, the YouTube video came up with his, some of his highlights. From the, He was a badass. <laughs> he, that's an, a very impressive soccer human being. Oh, he, and he got thrown out of his final game. Well, he headbutted a guy. Yes. <laughs> At least he didn't choke he, him. He didn't choke him. <laughs> 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 because that's not a penalty when the referee is not in line of sight. 
All right, so I, instead, I, I took a couple. I looked at a couple futures for for the uh, NFL. And uh, is the Browns really negative one eighteen? Yes. Yeah, you know why they have to make up all that ground they lost with the betting for the Browns to win the Super Bowl or make the playoffs. That was the early season stuff. Right. Uh, I don't like the Packers at over nine and a half. I do. There's like no way the Packers games. are winning nine and a half games. I do like Atlanta over nine. Whether the whether the coach can walk on the sidelines by the end of the season might be a, <laughs> might be a Packers. It'll be fine problem. by September. He's not going to be fine by September. He'll be in a boot. He'll be walking just fine. <laughs> <laughs> they do miracles with those Achilles surgeries these days. So every time the Packers lose, can we do a uh, um, can we do I'm Aaron Rodgers and you're Lafleur? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, deal. And yes. then in in return, you can be um if the Falcons lose, I'll be Matt Ryan and you can be Dan Quinn. No, I want to be Matt Ryan. Oh, you want to be and I'll be Dan Quinn. I want to be Matt Ryan. Oh. I just hit puberty. I guess I don't think Matt Schaub's on the team anymore, so there's only one Matt quarterback. <laughs> uh um I got to mention this. Every once in a while, I listen to this hockey podcast called Spit and Chicklets. They they interviewed Rick Tockett this past week. Is that supposed to be a play on like hockey players losing their teeth? Yes. <laughs> it's a really decent, fun podcast if you can get past the crazy accents. Eh? Well, you've got uh, Paul Bizonette, who's uh, from Ontario, so he's got the Canadian accent. You got Ryan Whitney with the heaviest Boston accent I've ever heard. Boston. Oh my god, it's it's like straight out of uh, um, Goodwill Honey. Yes, <laughs> it might be worse. <laughs> um, but Rick Tockett, uh, former, I think he's a Hall of Fame player at this point, um, and now he coaches the Arizona Coyotes. He tells he has played with so many Hall of Famers and coached so many Hall of Famers. It's ridiculous. And some of the stories are just unbelievably funny. It's if you get a chance to listen to it, it's it's hilarious. Um, the only thing else I have. So here, what's the what's the over under now on us either going to a Newcastle United game or Thunder Bay? Thunder Bay is easier to get to. So we probably end up in Thunder Bay. I think we go next to summer game. maybe we try to ride ride in Thunder Bay. <laughs> Do a pump crawl. No, no, just go for a bike ride. <laughs> we'll do a quick 50K. How, how are we going to get our bikes to Thunder Bay? Do you have to, to get to Thunder Bay, do you fly to Duluth? Oh, I don't have a map in front of me. I'm, I'm looking it up now. I think you might have to take a ferry. From Duluth there? I have no idea. Atlanta to Thunder Bay. Let's see what our options are. We got to go see a minor league hockey game. Visit the Stall Sod mm. Farm. Oh, we, are we allowed to visit? <laughs> Put in a hard day's work on the stall sod farm. Ooh, Air Canada, six hours and 52 minutes for 369. Six hours? The That's got to go through flight, Toronto, right? The, the United flight's 10 hours and 17 minutes for 1,242. Oh, my God. The Delta's 825. Eight might, you, you might be right. It might be easier to get to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Stu Stu Holden was playing for 
he was he was on Sutherland and was in a bar in Newcastle and got punched so hard it broke his eye socket and he was out for eight months. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And he owns a, a Mallorca team with Steve Nash, the basketball player. Is that why Steve Nash is involved in soccer now on TNT? They're friends. You know Steve Nash is calling UEFA games on TNT. Oh, is he? Yes. I, well, he's a club owner. Him, him, Stu, and another guy. They um they got a up they got a, their team got an upgrade in Spanish league or whatever. My so division four now. Yeah, they went from four to three. I think. No, oh. they only had to put in like fifteen million. Um, there's one stop in YYZ. What, what do you mean YYZ? Airport code YYZ. So you and, leave at nine twenty five a.m. You arrive in. You arrive in YQT at four seventeen, which is, I guess, the airport code for Thunder Bay. Oh my God! All right, final oh, YYZ is Toronto. Oh okay. Final uh, topic for tonight for the Barman and Bevo podcast. Uh, do we do? Do we try and do a Barman and Bevo suicide pool for the NFL? I like it. All right, since we didn't do um, fantasy cycling, because I know it kind of went away. Yeah. Well, I he was, he was still undecided a week before. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he did, I know last year got shut down. Yeah, the I don't know what financial stuff that they're, they're – but, yeah, I guess it's pretty powerful. Right. Okay, so I'll start working on that. We'll see if we can get some people. What do you want to do, like 50 bucks ahead? Uh, probably just 20. Okay. Make it it's more, make more it, fun to win. Make it around number 25. That's fine. <laughs> we'll see if we can get some of the hooligans that listen to this show on it, in on it. Cool. Uh, Are you going to set it up online then? Yeah. Or maybe we, maybe we should do that through the website, huh? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, why don't we do that? I'll see, I'll see about setting that up maybe Wednesday. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else we need to cover for this? I think that's all non-cycling. Excellent. Hour and five minutes. Hour and six minutes. Well, we didn't do any cycling. I know. Well, since we usually do an hour and six minutes with cycling. Uh, Newcastle's 1385. 1385 or 13 yeah, hours? 1300. 13, it's a 12-hour trip from Delta. 12 hours? Yes. That doesn't seem right. Well, it'd be oh, it about, goes London, London, Newcastle. It probably it, it, uh, let's see. One stop CDG. The that might be Doha. No, can't remember the name of the airport. There's two airports in London. Is he throwing another one? There's another, and then. Oh, you know what? I think you end you end up going to like the Netherlands or something, and then coming back because uh, it's so far north. Yep. Yeah. Instead of going to like uh, London and stuff. All and right. Paris. That does it for episode eighty-two. We'll have a uh, we're gonna re- record Stooges season three episode one here in a few minutes as well. So look out for both episodes uh, Tuesday, uh, sometime Tuesday. Uh, Parman, anything else you want to add? No, all good. All right. Thanks for listening. 
we'll have these up for you as soon as possible. If you like the Barman and Bevo podcast, you can find us on Podbean to download all of our episodes. You can go to our website, barmanandbevo.podbean.com. Uh, all of our episodes are there as well. We can subscribe on Google, um, Apple, of course, uh, and uh, Stitcher. You can go to any one of those platforms, search for Barman and Bevo podcast and be able to pull it up. Follow us on Facebook at, uh, on Facebook, we're Barman and Bevo podcast, uh, Michael Vandera, Michael Barman. On Twitter, at Barman, the letter N, Bevo pod, uh, at Bevo 8771, at underscore Coach Barman. As you can hear, Violet's in the background talking to me while I'm doing this. Um, we always have uh, weekly when we do our, our segments, uh, Ask Barman and Bevo Anything, uh, Bet with Bevo. If you have any suggestions, please send them to us at any one of our uh, social media sites. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with a new episode. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get up But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just a little bit more Than the law will allow Don't understand, they keep a show in my hands and not my face on